They got me in the green, Sims. They got me in the green. Because it's Super Bowl time. Uh, Eagles, Patriots. Yeah, Just buddy. a few days away. I'm, man, I have hope. I didn't think I was going to get here, let alone have hope, but I'm excited because you have the wealth of information to break it all down. Right. You predicted the Vikings would wear down the championship game. You talked about the capabilities of the Jacksonville quarterback and the Patriots' ability to get down the field when they needed to. I'm confident. So whatever you say, whatever you bet on. Well, I was worried about the Vikings getting worn down. I didn't. I still picked the Vikings to win. I'm going to keep it real here. Okay. I the Eagles. Yeah, you picked the Eagles. But yes. that was definitely one of my worrying points. I certainly. I don't think you expect them to win 38 to no. seven. But no. that was amazing. But. I mean, I'm just letting you know, man. It's Super Bowl 52. I know you're an Eagles fan. Yeah. Fuck you, man. I'm Why? going ham on the Patriots. I'm going to be Mr. Patriots fan all week. I don't need I'm this. going against you. One, two, he's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, uh, he's going to put up, up a, a lot of six. Seven, eight. Sims is holding up a t- the Tom Brady TB12. Oh, he's so great. Nine. So you've decided ten. to embrace this personality. Oh, baby. Let's go, Pat. Let's go, Boston. Who, who, here? Who, who? I'll never forget the Falcons game. You said, Adam, I'm actually rooting for the Eagles. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, if I have Sims during this process, this is going to be great. But instead, you're going to spend all of Super Bowl week. Torturing me you. about Tom Brady. I You're am. just making me look at his face. Yes. I'm going to torture you all because you have the better team. Ooh, yeah, that you was got a the better team. You got the better team. You but, know what else I have? But I have a, I have more money in the bank. <laughs> you because do. Because when it comes to this betting show, Sims. <laughs> oh, I'm done. I mean, I've been done. <laughs> yes. Let's see if I can get to 10,000. Last week, Sims went 0-2. The Patriots did not cover, and the Vikings did not cover either. I went 1-1, picking the Eagles over the Vikings, so I was flat. You lost 1,600. For the season, you are down $5,820. I am down $590. I can still be in the black in terms of picks. I am three picks over you. And we have $1,600 to bet on just the Super Bowl. But right. here's how it is. Right. It's final jeopardy, yeah. I've been told. You can bet zero. You can bet 1600 I have 590 Can I bet 5280 not. <laughs> uh, so I could bet for this. I could bet to get to even. Right. Or I could bet to go over. Or I could take my L. Right. So we're going to find out. Okay. But 1600 We are going to break down both sides just like we did for the championship game. And now I've learned that Sims is rooting for the Patriots all week. Which uh, I'm gonna have to step my game up. Here's the matchup: 13 and three New England Patriots, 13 and three Philadelphia Eagles are now 15 and three each. Patriots have the best ranked offense in terms of yard in the NFL. The Eagles are at seven. Most of that was done with Carson Wentz. The Eagles' defensive rank is fourth. The Patriots' defensive rank is 29th, which I would argue most of that is because of Carolina, Houston, and Kansas City. Yeah, early season struggles, certainly. And then I think that they, they're, they're a bend but don't break defense. They don't care, right? They don't no. give it. Like, I mean, he tried to say it early, early last week, right? When he was going, I don't, stats, I don't look at stats. Stats are for losers. He just, he wants to make sure you don't score seven and he keeps scoring seven. Patriots are top five in points allowed per game. Right. And that's the stat that really matters exactly. to Bill Belichick. Yes. The line for this game is Patriots minus five. This is where it gets interesting. I want to say this before we start breaking down the game because I think this information is relevant. There was a big shift in Vegas. This line was Patriots minus six. One gambler made a multi-million dollar bet on the Eagles in one of the largest reported wagers in recent history, according to ESPN, and the line is now five. As an Eagles fan... What did you say? <laughs> As an Eagles fan, this makes me very excited. Right. I don't. Why do I trust the really big gamblers in Vegas? Uh, do you? Know. No. You don't care. No, they've been wrong plenty of times. I know that. Yes. But do you ever hear like a big money shift well, and you're like, ooh? Yeah, I, I hear that. I mean, there is something to that. Certainly. I just feel like somebody has a future almanac, like that was in Back to the Future, and I feel like somebody out there knows the scores. Yeah, Michael J. Fox finally yeah, broke into. I just, I think there's a person the in the Biff's, universe. Uh, yes. Apartment and got it. Got Matt it out. Gronig has been predicting things on The Simpsons for like 20 years. Someone has been in the future, and it might have been Matt. Right. 
I doubt Shout it. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so you don't care about Vegas? No, I mean, listen, those guys, there's certainly a formula that I, I would think those heavy betters follow, yes. and they're probably pretty spot on a Two lot of the, the time. Certainly. Um, hey, like I just said, the Eagles are the better football team. There's, there's no doubt about that. Do you want to start with Nick Foles in the offense? Or Tom Brady in the offense against the Eagles defense. What do you want? You tell whichever me. Whichever one, whichever matchup you're more excited. All right. Well, let's just start with the let's start with the, the best one of the day: the Patriots offense versus your Eagles defense. I want to start with this: right. the strength of the Eagles defense is the defensive line. Yes. Will Fletcher Cox and those guys get pressure? Jacksonville got pressure. Sure. What do you think about the Eagles defensive line? Yeah. Well, your defensive line is. Every bit, uh, it, it's overpowering more maybe up the center than even Jacksonville's, okay? That's what I would say more than anything. I don't think you quite have the great array of pass rushers they have, but it's you're not far off. Really? No, you're not. I mean, listen. Just I'm surprised because Malik Jackson, Calais, Campbell, Yannick, oh, Agakwe have been built up all year. They are amazing. But I do, so you're going to say the Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Vinnie Curry, Timmy Journey, oh and Chris gosh, Long, Derek yes, Barnett. That is legit. Yes, okay. it really is. And Belichick said it at his press conference. Yes, this is the key to the team. And this is, I mean, these you guys got right Allen here. And Destiny Vio too. Right. It's not even like. It, but it's, mainly Bo It's the, the, first of all, the talent of the guys, which is awesome. Uh, you heard Bill Belichick, if you heard him say last week that Chris Long fits in the Eagles system better than he did in our own system. Right. That's totally the truth. He's a true defense end that wants to come off the edge. And look at the snap counts. Yes. 53 for Graham in the NFC Championship game, 53 for Cox, 36 for Curry, 33 for Barnett, 31 for Long, 27 for Jernigan, 24 for Bowen, 11 for Destiny Vio. The Patriots can't tire them out. No, they will not be able to tire them out, which they've done to a lot of great defenses in line, what they did to the Falcons in the Super Bowl last year. Yes, You're I think right. it plays into your advantage, right? Uh, they couldn't tire out the Jacksonville defensive line either. So similar to that way. And, yes, I mean, of course, we all know. It's the always talked about key to beating Tom Brady, right? Can you get pressure with your front four? Certainly. I wouldn't worry about sacks as much as I would say, man, if Fletcher Cost can have, like, one of the games of his life, which, listen, you know me. I mean, he's like my fav- one of my favorite players in football. Yes. I mean, if you, if you made me pick who I would take as the number one D tackle in football for my defense – I would take Fletcher Cox over Aaron Donald. And I know that's saying a lot because Aaron Donald's awesome. Right. But this is a, he and Jernigan will be a key to this game. How do you think the Pats O-line matches up with them? They, uh, they don't match up well with them. It's going to be hard. It's going to be on Josh McDaniel's ability to keep your defense off kilter with formations and schemes and screens and plays that go horizontal and plays that go vertical, everything like that. It's going to be on Josh McDaniels more than anything to slow down your defensive line approach. But the, the, the hard thing is you have guys that are smart, have played football for a while, other than like your Barnett, who's a rookie. Right. So but you need a guy. They're a great. Young guy, pin the ears back, sure. just get the quarterback. Sure, and you have a lot of those guys. But the, the one thing that always impresses me about you as a defense, and I'm talking yeah, about you is, as Eagles fans, great. Right, is they're extremely quick to – Diagnose plays like I Fletcher Cox, Timmy Jernigan. You think screen plays are going to work against your defense? No, they have a very good feel of oh wait, this guy's not really blocking me. He's mm. like trying to let me go to the quarterback so I can go out and block for the right. screen game. Yeah, Fletcher and Cox does crash down on screens all great. the time. They have great feel. They have great instincts all together. From the defensive perspective, yes. I wrote down Sunday night when the Eagles won. What were the things that I was worried about? Sure. And the number one thing I wrote was the linebackers' ability to cover these slot receivers and running backs out of the backfield. I would say that's the... I look at the Patriots right. and I see Deion Lewis, mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead, James White, Danny Amendola, Brandon Cooks yes. that live in the box. Yes. And I look at the weakness of the Eagles is Najee good. Michael Kendricks has played well. Sure. Nigel Bradham is good. But the linebackers as a whole scare me. How, what happens in this matchup? I, I mean, listen, you're pretty dumb usually, but that was one of the smarter things you've ever said. I, it felt weird to come out. No. Like, I was like, this, no. this sounds no. logical. I, I, I think it might have been the first text I sent to Canvasser because I really think this is going to be one of the keys to the game. I if agree. I'm looking at the Eagles scheme, I did. Your film breakdown. But <laughs> this is one of the keys of the game to me uh, because I think you're exactly right. First of all, we know the Patriots, right? They're gonna, they love to attack the middle of the field if they can expose little rules within your defense. And with Schwartz's defense, he does put a lot of pressure on his middle linebackers at times to pass things off in the middle, play man-to-man, uh, whatever it may be. Oh, you, you got the back, you got the tight end, but you, know, you got the first guy that goes out. 
it's like, let's take the first touchdown by the Vikings, for instance. Okay. You remember that play? Of course. It was tight end to the Najee left good and back with a to the left. safety over him. Right. And they like had a miscommunication. They passed it off wrong. And Your the linebacker tight end was was clear. Right. And that's what ta- see those that's are the things why I, that, that's why I wrote it down as my number those one. Those are worry. the things that McDaniels and Belichick are going to see and go. Listen, there's a lot of communication that. at the line of scrimmage sometimes. We're going, who do, who's got who? Who's got who? If he comes this way and he goes that way, we're going to pass it off, blah, blah, blah. All of that goes on. That's very hard to do, uh, okay, all the time. It's really hard to do against New England because Brady, when he sees you, like, talking that much, he's he going to go, advantage. oh, my, blue go. And he's going to run the play, and you guys are going to be still talking to each other, and all of a sudden they're going to go, oh, fuck, Amendola just that, ran by me. My biggest so, fear is yes. to be in that stadium and watch these death-by-a-thousand-cut drives 12-play drives of just shallow crossers and quick ins and and then one of those pops for 40. Yeah, okay. But see, so, so this is the one thing I like about your defense in the matchup, okay. too, though, is you guys are, you know, aggressive. I don't think you're the type of defense that's just going to sit there and let them go 12-play drives. Like, at some point, and me being around Jim Schwartz in Tennessee, uh, just the style of your team in general, I think they'll go, you know what, it's play seven, screw it. Let's gamble a little. Let's go after him. Maybe so it's we almost make a better play. that he's the, the one thing that we've been saying about Jim Schwartz is he's too much of a gambler might actually help him in this. Yeah, I, I, it's almost like the reverse, like what we've talked about with like maybe even the New Orleans Saints. Like this is this could play into your strength here because again, I don't want your defense, or your offense, off the field too long. No, I, your offense, I do think can move the ball on them. We know that. We'll get to that. Right. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying. So from that standpoint, I go. Hey, if it's you play 10 of the drive and they're at the 40-yard line still and it's third and eight, hey, maybe you go for it if you're Jim Schwartz. Who cares if they score the touchdown? Okay, don't be afraid to get in the shootout with them from that, that standpoint. You can. You're, you're exactly right. So I think that, of course, you hit it there. Can can Bradham, Kendricks, all of them, can they pass off, you know, Deion Lewis, Amendola, Hogan the, the come through the bunches. middle? Right, the fake cross, shallow routes, all Who that knows stuff. the health of Gronk? Yes, which he'll be ready to go. I don't doubt that. Don't now, doubt of course, either. the other phase of your team is going to be, and I think you have a great matchup here, is your DBs. So you do think it's a great matchup? I do. Well, because I, who the hell really scares you? And Again, I, I'm going to say this. I had people push back last week. Like, I said, you know, you, I would take 18 out of the 22 starters in the game last week of the Patriots-Jaguars, and people were like, well, you, w- you would take the, the Jaguars receivers? Yes. So you're, you're letting Blake, Ford, Blake Bortles has convoluted everybody's minds. Yeah, I would take Marquise Lee over Danny Amendola. It's not close. I would take Alan Hearns over Chris Hogan. Not even close. Really? Brandon Cooks, okay. He's the one you doubt. I still think I'd take Marquise Lee over him. So who scares but you? You think the Eagles can I think you up. can play man-to-man against them. I do, and I think that. Now, the, the, the big Darby thing to me— and, uh, Darby, Patrick Robinson, Jenkins at times in the slot. Like, Jenkins is a good matchup. Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, when he's in there, certainly all of You're that. You're not worried about them on an island. No, I mean, listen, are they going to make some plays? Yes, but they are not going to just physically blow by your DBs. I'm not worried about them. This you is not a team that's going to go Hogan's not that. outrunning Darby. No, and neither is Amendola. Okay. So, Cooks is really the only guy, and Cooks, I mean. That is the guy. Cooks that's is the, the guy. But uh, Could he be a Dion Branch circa 2004? You know, Cooks has had a hard time separating downfield. I mean, A.J. Bouye didn't have to push him out of bounds. I mean, he was there. I don't know why he did it. Who guards um, Gronk? This is the other thing. That, that'll be Jenkins, I think, is going to be like a guy be you're going to see at the line of scrimmage. I feel like he was on Greg Olson when they played the Panthers. Right, and if you and watch Nigel the, Bradham tried too, but there, no one matches up with Gronk. Gronk is the biggest mismatch in the history of the NFL. They're going to like what they saw on film the Jags did. On obvious situations when Gronk, it was obvious pass situations in the first half and Gronk was still healthy, they put Tashawn Gibson on Gronk at the line of scrimmage to not let him get a free release. Free release, And then the safety kept his eye on Gronk. Now, you guys are not a defense where I've seen you double people a lot. So I do look at that and go, I, I can't really think of a game where I'd go, Oh, Schwartz took this guy out of the game right. through his whole history. Will he change this Didn't week even and do, do it that? To Julio. I hope he does. He just has to do it. To me, only really in the red zone. Gronk. Only in the red zone. That's what the Jaguars did. Pretty you much. said they doubled Gronk and funneled the running backs. Yes. Which I don't know what that. Well, means. they they had two linebackers for one running back. So to no matter which go, way you go, right? But then they had and no they safety in the middle of the, the wide field. receivers. Exactly right. Now Damn, you guys, I think, are a team that can get. It's risky, but I think you can get away with it because of your front four mm. and your ability to keep those guys fresh. Where th- yes, it's going to be an issue for them. This is not a great offensive line from the New England Patriots. It's not not the offensive line we've seen in years past. There's issues with Fleming at right tackle. We've talked about 
Tooney yes, in well guard, done, Joe right? Tooney. Uh, and that is going to be issue there. And even Shaq Mason, as good as he's in the run game, he's not the best pass-protecting guard I've seen in football. Yeah. So there's going to be matchups Man, there. Fletcher Cox has to be huge. And then the next thing, like just to keep going. I mean, yes, no, no, go let's on go. downs. You know, so Eagle, Patreon, I want to talk about Patriots offense on first down. Yeah, okay. What let's did you do want that. to highlight here? Well, I, I just want to stay on the side of the they're, ball. They're one of the best teams in football on first down. And I think that's what is going to be a big part of the football game. Because like we talked about a little bit with your linebackers in the middle of the field, if New England gets you in third and four and third and three, good night. I'm just Because they can run on you. They can go side to side. They got they can screens. Go they got right. more ways to find cheap completions than anybody so in the history of football. So what are they doing on first down that other people aren't? Uh, what do they do? Well, they just you don't know what they're going to do. That's really what it is. You just don't know. They're so creative. Uh, they're, it could be run. It could be screen. It could be play action pass. It could be you know 21 personnel with a fullback and they just lead it up the middle. But they are great at kind of figuring out. Okay, if we put in this personnel set, they like to match up with this personnel set, and they have a great, what they would call first down calls, uh, a list of first down calls they like in their preparation, and that will be a key to the game, uh, in my opinion. I know the Eagles have had good third down defense all year. How does the Patriots offense on third down compare to the Eagles defense on third down? But they're, they're both extremely good. You got that stat there, Canvasser? We got Eagles... Uh, uh, I, I forget where you guys are ranked here. I just want to make sure I got these numbers right. But you guys are third down in football, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on third down, you're 12th in football. Did I say that right? Here you go. There we go. Eagles defense, third and 0 and 5. So from zero yards to five yards, 50%. Third and six plus, it gets down to 20.2%. And they've allowed just 66 first downs all season on third down. Yeah, so there you go. I mean... That's not a good look for you guys for third and five and shorter, right? 50% you know, conversion rate, certainly, against a quarterback that's as good a third down as we've seen in recent history with an offense. So, to me, if you can keep them in third and six and longer, that really will be a huge key to the game. It's going to make – of course, the biggest thing is just what? The third and six or longer, the plays have to be a little farther down the field. So, Brady has to wait a half a second more for the plays to develop, and it lets you a chance to get your, your pass rush there – in general. And this is the Patriots' offense. Right. They are themselves on third and short between zero and five yards, 50%. So it's like a, a, a true 50% if that happens. Yes. Third and six and more, they're at 32.4%, and they've gained 82 first downs on the third down. Yeah, I think this is uh, your defense is capable of keeping them in third and long situations. A little like Jacksonville did last week. Jacksonville did about as good a job as you could do. They didn't let the cheap plays get them. Yes. They didn't let the first down throw to Deion Lewis in the flat become second and four. They Jacksonville rallied yeah. and make it second and nine. It seemed that, like to me that the tough. Patriots began starting their drives in the second half with a deep comeback. Yes. And it was Brandon Cooks constantly right. on that one side. Yes. And it was mainly because of the cushion the Jaguars were providing. Right. To your earlier point, I don't know if you give any cushion to these guys. No, I don't. Because I'm, I'm really only worried about the slant. No, I mean, it's it's slant. Uh, it's things coming across the middle, things like that, in cuts, certainly. Yes, the one thing, this is where I say, again, Brady's better now than he was a few years ago. Brady will throw the 20-yard out route. He'll throw the yes, comeback. He, he wouldn't do that in 2011-12, uh, even 2013, where now they won the Super Bowl last year because he threw the ball outside the numbers. I mean, Atlanta put everybody in the middle of the field. Right. The second half, that's what he did. It was uh, who was the wide receiver that got hurt and he didn't play this year, and he was a rookie, Malcolm Mitchell. Sure, Malcolm had Mitchell had like a big game yes. of just those out routes on the outside there. Right. So third down. Uh, listen, New England's amazing on third down. They're going to have the right plan of attack. Can I flip it now yeah, to the let's Eagles' do it. offense? When I look at the Eagles' offense, I see a huge offensive line Mm -hmm. with a very active center. And when I see what the Patriots did against the Jaguars, they loaded up, just like they did against the Titans. But (laughs) when I look at the D-line and I look at the linebackers, there is no huge Dante Hightower. There is no big Chandler Jones on the outside. It's a collection of mediums is what it feels like. Sure. How do you think that Patriots D-line stacks up with a very big and mobile Eagles offensive line? Not good. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's, it, it's really, they're going to be in every bit of a big of bind as they were last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who is a better O-line? You guys. You guys have the best offensive line in football. 
Or not the best, second best. One of the best. Yeah, one of the best, certainly. Um, you know, if you had Jason, if you had your big guy Jason, Jason Peters at left tackle, Holy maybe you would crap. be the best, right? But regardless, but Holly Vati Vaitai played been well, played well, and he will again this week. Shut again, down Everson Griffin. Everybody, we have to put this into perspective. This New England defense is not as good as last year. It's not. You mentioned it. It's no Hightower. There's no Ninkovich. There's no Chris Long. There's no Jabal Sheard. Wow. Allen Branch has not been healthy. Is Allen Branch going to play? I don't know. That's going to be a huge key to the That's football game. Wait and see. Because this is one of my issues. I mean, you're spot on. Again, New England's defense has traditionally been huge. And they're not huge this year. And this is their two biggest This is the only two guys they got. Without Allen Branch. Malcolm Brown, 6'2", 320. Lawrence Guy, 6'4", 305. Combined for the year, three and a half sacks. Yeah, and and this is a New England team that, of course, is somewhat 3-4 based. But, yes, they want to have big guys in the middle to basically say, we're taking away the middle, now we can use other resources to work the edge, help in the pass game, whatever it may be. If and, Nick Foles has over 40 attempts, the Eagles are losing this game. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment, but New England might be like, you know, screw it. We're going to put everybody into stopping mm. the run. And, and then Foles got to go over the top. And then he might have to throw 40 If I'm the routes. Patriots, that's what I'm doing. They're the ones that are at, they're at the mercy of the other team here. They are the ones that are going to have to do things differently or wow. adjust to you guys. Yeah, because when I looked at it and just the matchups of the teams, yep. Stephon Gilmore, Malcolm Butler, Devin McCourty can cover everybody. Right. But with the Eagles, and you're going to go Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar in the slot, Torrey Smith is a burner down the sideline, Ertz at tight end and a running back that can catch as well. Yeah. There, there's too many guys for them to cover and match up with, sure. and it's still possibly a good running situation. Uh, exactly right. And what if they go three tight ends? Well, so there's all these things. No, there, there's all those things. Talk and, about the Eagles tight ends, because well, I know you're well, – where were you going to say? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Did we have a graphic for the big offensive linemen? We don't even have to show them if we don't want to. But, again, we'll, we'll go to the three tight ends regardless. This is going to be, I think, also another important set Ertz, in this Burton, football game. Ertz, Burton, and Selleck. Because this is going to stress New England out because of the points we just made. They really only have two big guys if Allen Branch doesn't play. It's just not enough this day and age in the NFL. So they have uh, this wide variety of linebackers slash defense ends, Trey Flowers, Dietrich Wise, you know, Alandon Roberts, yeah. Kyle Van Noy, all these you know, interchangeable guys, certainly. But the issue is going to be when the Eagles put that three tight end set in, what do you do? How often do they do it? They've been doing it more as of late. So it's been something that I've seen more in the playoffs towards the end of the season than I saw maybe more early in the year with Carson Wentz. Um, I, I, it puts you in a bind for two reasons. Defenses get scared to bring creative blitzes in three tight end sets because you go, damn, we wanted to bring the free safety will linebacker blitz, but if they run like a strong side run away from that with three tight end set, we're, we're outnumbered yeah. and we're going to be screwed. And if he just breaks through the line of scrimmage, he's gone. So that makes defensive coordinators chicken out against three tight end sets. It makes them get very normal and safe because they go, damn, I can't play something too aggressive here because if they run the power run game, mm. I might be screwed. But the, the bind you guys are going to put them in is fucking Burden and Ertz are legit pass catchers. Yes. It's a la like Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez old days where you go, damn, what do we do now? They're legit receivers. Right, legit receivers. You're going to split them out and they're going to go, okay, we can put Devin McCourty on one of them, certainly, but are we going to bring another DB in the game to match up and then be in a weak spot as far as, are we going to put Rowe out there too and now be in nickel all game versus a three tight end set and then they get down in the power set and all of a sudden we're going, damn, we're a nickel or dime and they're going to run smash mouth football and we're already the smaller team. So it sounds like you're saying the Eagles should bulk up play big, a lot of big sets, Are you, you're focusing on the run? I don't think you have to definitely bulk up and be, because I, you can do a little bit of both. I'm just saying that, will pre, that, that, will, that personnel set will pose problems for New England. They're mm. not going to like that. But, yes, as big as you are, it doesn't matter even if you get into one tight end, three receivers. With this whole little RPO thing you have and, the, and your O-line and as good as it is, it's going to put New England in a bind there too because mm. of the lack of big people. They're, you know, the only thing, they're going to have to find creative ways to stack the line of scrimmage, my mind, New England, but yet have people to drop back into the short zones to take away those slants we saw off the play-action yes. fake last week. And that would be the one thing I'd say, 
they have a little bit of those kind of pieces with the linebackers, right, where they might be able to stand a bunch of them at the line of scrimmage. Who's going to take this gap? Who's going to drop back? We don't know. Mm. And Foles might be going, ooh, they have a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. My RPO slant look to the right looks great. Oh, crap, Van Noy I, and Alanda Roberts dropped out, and they're underneath it, and now and I'm stuck it. here, right, and I'm stuck with nobody to throw to. Which is the specialty of the Patriots, exactly. is the elusive drop. The two back. weeks screws you guys, because it Damn just it. gives, I know, it gives the evil genius a little more time to figure to out ways. Some stuff. Right, that would be certain. It sounds like the key is don't always go with the drop back pass no. and pound them until they're definitely Pound committed. them and do that, and the other thing that I, you know, I love about you guys is you're aggressive. You're explosive plays. You're not Look, afraid to take shots. We always talk about why are the teams that are not Bill Belichick-run teams so simple in the playoffs. Eagles go out there with a flea flicker. I mean, they're going out there. Out with and a, up before yes, the half Zach with a Dak Ertz. I mean, come on. And 43, yard, 43 plays of 20 yards or more in the air. 19 plays of 20 yards. Number yard one in the NFL wow. in explosive runs. And then 62 total big plays, and right. that's how you get to the Super Bowl. It is how you get to the Super Bowl. They're fearless, and they put pressure on defenses to go, okay, yeah, we're going to load up the box and stop the run, but damn, this team likes to be aggressive throwing the ball down the field. Are we really going to put you know, Malcolm Butler and Stephon Gilmore just in a tough spot every play? Again, Schwartz Foles is, is better than Mike Bortles. This Foles is going to be even scarier, period. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Schwartz is super aggressive. Doug Peterson has been aggressive all year. Right. I mean, the man goes for a ton of fourth downs. Right. That will continue. How aggressive do you think they'll be? And is that an advantage for this matchup? Yeah, there's Schwartz's aggressiveness. Schwartz's and Peterson's. Oh, Just yeah. for facing the I Patriots. Yes, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. That's what I think helped Quinn. It's what helped. It's exactly the, right. He Kyle came out Shanahan last year and said, year. we're going to be aggressive. We're going to change we're, up our defense completely. Kyle Shanahan was super aggressive. You have the better team. Just force your will on them. That's what I would say. Now, and then don't let up. And don't let up. But also... Don't be like Atlanta and don't let up and not actually play situational football in the fourth quarter and then just let New England have the ball. So when you get up against New England, Atlanta dropped back, Jacksonville dropped back. What are you supposed to do? Because coaches are taught in a comeback situation to not allow the big play. And so they drop back, understandably, and allow the slow cuts because it takes more time off the clock. What would you do if the Eagles are winning? There's a fine line. You're going to be able to run the football, but you can't be afraid. But from a defensive perspective. Oh, from the defensive perspective when you're you're in the lead? When you're in the lead. Right. Everyone's dropping back and they're losing and they're going, why aren't the the corners up there? Yeah. No, I I think the the biggest thing is um, you have to be careful about when you want to be aggressive and not with New England. New England, again, part of Brady's greatness to me, again, is the fact that he's so willing to throw the ball down the field. 2012 Tom Brady wouldn't have thrown those go routes against Jacksonville Mm. and got the pass interferences. He would have been like, oh, where's Welker? Where's Edelman? Let me just throw it and dump it off. Um, So, again, listen, they're surgical. They're going to have the right plan of attack. To me, it goes more to your offense and you have the lead. They need to milk the clock. They not not only need to milk, milk the clock, don't be afraid to take a shot on first down from time to time to maybe change the field position, things like that. Yes, but you're a team that's built to control the clock and do those things to a team. You know, last week, Jacksonville was in the lead, 20-10, to but they had a quarterback they didn't trust to throw the ball in first and second down, really. So that took away a big part of the football game for them, where they just said, well... We've seen Bortles screw this up before. Let's just run it up there in the middle again with Fournette. Or let's throw another screen to Corey Grant. Okay? No, you have Foles. You can trust him to throw a slant route on first and ten with six minutes left in the football game. You wrote down that you wanted to talk about the Eagles offense on first and third down, the Patriots defense on third down. What stuck out to you about those downs for for this side of the ball? Yeah, well, I mean, the Eagle, the, the Patriots defense yeah. is going to be in a bind, especially what are we on third down. So this okay. is the Eagles' offense on third down. Right. They're 54.6 on third down between 0 and 5, so about 5 percentage points better than the Patriots. Yep. And 32.3% on third and 6 and long. A lot of that was Carson Wentz. Yes. They were the number one third and long team, like and maybe in like some history sure. books, right. because of Carson Wentz. So that statistic is a little bit off. It's a little off, but last week would show you it doesn't really fucking matter. You're absolutely you were 10 right. for 14 on third downs. So and the, a lot of them were bombs down the field. The Eagles' defense was allowing 50% on third down between 0 and 5. The Patriots allow 57% on third and short. On third and six and long, they're 21.9%. But that's nearly 60% so, on third and short, yes. which is get pounded, yes. run the ball, right. take it right at their face. Exactly right. So, I mean, you can get New England... 
You, New how England, much Jai? How much Blunt? How much Clement? Are you are you featuring in this game? I mean, Jai is the guy to me. I, I only like want LeGarrette Blunt. Too excited with Blunt. I know. I like, hear you. I only start want LeGarrette Blunt, Blunt only when you're underneath the center and you're going to run. Tr- like when he ran the touchdown up the middle and ran over uh, Sandejo. What was he? You guys were underneath the center. He was in the I formation. He got to come downhill and just go. That's when LeGarrette Blunt's his best. And they, is, you said they've been doing more under center. They've lately. been doing more, and they got to continue to do that. that yeah. New England's not going to like that. They're going to be able to play areas more when you're in shotgun. They're going to go. Ooh, they like to throw it here, and these yeah. are really the only two run plays we got to worry about. Um, so wait, first down is going to be uh, certainly a key for your offense because you see how poor they are in that situation. When it gets to third, third and short. short. They're poor. Yeah, and you guys, like first down wise, um, 5.21 yards per, per, attempt. per attempt, that's pretty damn good. Okay, so if you can get to keep yourself yeah, in third second, and six or less. Second and five, right, second and four. They're going to be in a bind. And I think the other thing you have to talk about, I mean, the Patriots on third down, I just want to make sure I got this right, so let me just get it. But they're like 10th in football, I want to say. Um, and really, I would say a lot of that is just because of great game planning more times than not. But the bind they're going to be, they're going to be in there. Oh, wait, I'm wrong. They're 21st in football on third down, okay? And the bind they're going to be in more than anything is they don't have a pass rush. And... You guys blocked Minnesota like they were nothing. And, right. And the New England Patriots don't have Minnesota's pass rushers. Now, they have some more creativity to their defense yes. and some things they do that way. But they are going to really put your, their corners in a tough spot. They're going to be you guys, all over these receivers. They're going to be all over them. They're going to have to cover them for get a long out and time. jump these guys because they're not that big. Yeah, uh, no, they're not. You're right. Now, Gilmore's the big one. I would think you're going to see him on certain situations right. on him. So, uh, Butler yes. on Torrey Smith going Definitely. deep. Nobody puts more pressure on their corners than the New England Patriots. Because they have to. That's they how they're to. built. It's the only way they can win the game. I mean, not even, not even the Jaguars, not even the Jaguars who are the number one two corner in football. No, they did not their ask their corners to do as much as the New England Patriots Well, listen, do. Malcolm Butler might not be a Patriot next year, so yes. get your money's worth. Um, I know there was another point I wanted to make, but I can't remember what it is. Are but, you ready to make your Super Bowl pick? Yeah, sure. Would you like to go first, or should I? Um, go ahead. Okay. It's your, it's your team. I You're am, wearing home colors. I am, and, I'm, and I just want to say, for the fourth consecutive season, I have swept Sims in all versions of picks. It's undefeated. It's the Lefko and Sims Last show. Last year, my... the picks were, we tied. Did we? Yeah. My memory is awful. I've lived <laughs> too much of a life, Chris Sims. So I had the option. I could bet 590 and possibly come to even, and I thought it would be appropriate because right. Lefko locks this year. Yeah. I finished 500 on the dot. I actually finished one game above 500, but the graphics room, we had an issue. Right. They didn't give me credit for a Saints right. pick one week. Right. So I was like, if I finished 500 and even, can't do it. Right. I am going. Right. The full 1600 on the Eagles plus five. Okay. I. The New England Patriots have never won a game, a Super Bowl, by more than six. Right. And the only time they won by six was last year, and it was in overtime, and they were down 28 to three. Sure. This is more about betting right. than it is about who I'm going to pick to win. Right. As I sit here today, if you put a gun to my head, you're right. one of your favorite quotes, yes. and said, your life's on the line, I'm going to pick the Patriots. To win the game. Right. To win the game. Right. But I, I, my pick is going to be the Eagles, and if you ask me who to pick for the game, I think I'm going to go to the Eagles. Right. I just... I. I think they're going to win, but I totally understand. Like, I get it. I, I understand the Patriots are... are the Patriots. They're... They're the boogeyman. Yeah. Let me just give some other stats that I looked up. This is what scares me from the Eagles' perspective. Okay. What do you think the Eagles' record was indoors and domes this year? Indoors and domes this year. I can't even think of the games you played indoors and domes. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't play a game <laughs> in a dome. <laughs> yeah. That scares me. Right. Patriots played one. Right. And they hung up 36 points on the Saints in week two. Yes. Their defense didn't look great. Yeah. But you know who was featured a lot? Rex Burkhead. Getting the ball, sure. Catching the ball, right. That's what I'm worried about yeah, in this game. You should be. Now, here's the thing. Now, the surface is good for you guys, and I that think. was one thing I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I was like, man, is Fletcher Cox going to become super powered on turf? He is, right? Like yeah. that's what I thought. Like no. the Eagles are the bigger, guys, stronger, faster team. Definitely, the speed actually helps us. Yes. It does. But it scares me in that one matchup. Right. The running backs and the linebackers. Right. They make that one cut, and Deion Lewis is to the crib. Yeah. But I, the surface I thought about, 
You should. But, but we also haven't seen them on the surface yet. Right. What is it like to not well, have played on a surface all year? Well, you've played on field turf. But you, not You did that. The, the dome is. I understand that. It really, it, it's just going to – all all dome does is just make it warmer and just make – it's going to make your guys go, hey, I don't have to warm up and expend right. as much energy. I can just get out there and play. It's going to be good You'll for Nick You'll be ready to go. I'm sure Peterson will have you guys practicing indoors a good amount this week yes. too to get used to that. So I don't look at it as a huge issue. I do think the surface, though, mm. plays to your benefit. The other thing that I looked up right. was how the Eagles and Patriots are at home versus on the road. Right. The Eagles were the number one team in both points allowed at home and margin of victory. Right. They only allowed 12.4 in games at home, yep. and their margin of victory at home was 15.6. Right. They were beating teams by 16 points a game at home. Theme wrong. The uh, Eagles' defense on the road, yep. they allowed 23.5 points per game, which mm-hmm. was 16th, and their margin of victory was 5. Right. Now you go to the Patriots. At they home, some tough teams on the road, too. The Patriots' defense at home, they allowed 20.1, and their margin of victory was 9.3. They allowed less points per game on the road mm-hmm. at 16.1, and their margin of victory went from 9.3 to 11.8. They're one of only a few teams whose margins of victory got bigger, and it was the why. number one in terms of points against and margin of you victory. Cough? I, I, I need to, but what, what's the reason? Because there's no crowd <laughs> noise for the Patriots' defense in road games. It's actually easier for them. They can communicate more because the home team crowd's being quiet. Their own offense is out there. And for, for really, for defenses that have a lot of defensive calls, the away field it plays into New England's hands because their communication on defense is more, more important than right, the offense. Because at home, their deep, their crowd's going, oh, let's make it hard on the offense. And you have to worry about communication issues. And sometimes they might say, hey, we're not even going to try to figure this one out in our home crowd noise this week. So does it actually... So you need your Eagles fans to go crazy in Minnesota. Right. But um, then it also sounds like we need the Patriots fans to go crazy when the Eagles are on offense to mess up the own Patriots defensive calls. Certainly. Yes. Yes. All right. So Patriots fans, go nuts. When Nick <laughs> Foles has the ball. I need the Patriots fans to go crazy, right? Because you're 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 hurting yourselves, and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You're, you're oh, I'm not going to root at all when the Patriots are on the field. To be honest, when the Patriots are on the field, yeah. I'm just going to sit there like this. Like it's just, I'm going to be so nervous. It's Tom Brady. It's yeah. the surgeon. Yes. I'm going to hate it. I know. It. I'm getting a Tom Brady jersey the week. I'm going to wear it around Radio Row all week. I'm fuck, I'm going all in on the Patriots, And I'm baby. just I'm going to make a sign I'm that a says Patriots Chris Sims says Tom Brady is not a top five quarterback. <laughs> Definitely making that sign. You ready for your bet? Oh, yeah. I mean, who gives a shit about my bet? Who cares? <laughs> well, really, I'm just going to take I'm putting 1,600 on the Patriots. Wow. Yes. I'm, I'm from full- Boston. I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston. This week I'm from Boston. You're from Philadelphia. I'm from Boston. I'm from fucking Boston. Are you Call doing me that? Mocky Wahlberg. Are you doing that because of me, or do you genuinely believe that? I'm doing it because of you. Okay, so what do you genuinely believe? I want to fucking watch you be suffering during this game. I can't wait. This I is, cannot wait. You're the worst friend. Let's ever. go, Pats. Let's go, Boston. Um, um, what do you really think, though? I think five that, points. I think that you guys are going to be winning twenty-four, twenty-three, and Brady's going to drive them down on a touchdown Damn. and cover the spread. And I'm going to look at you and go, <laughs> "Oh, he's got six championships, and they won by six points, and he didn't cover." <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go. I'm from Boston. Oh, man. Yes. So you're that I'm guy. I'm going ham in this week. I am. I told everybody at Bleacher Report before we traveled to Minneapolis that I was going all in on Boston this week, and I'm going to be your arch nemesis. That's Son what I want to do. Bitch. Sorry. I didn't need that. I Sorry. already have too many out there. <laughs> you right. guys are the better team. Don't, don't mix See, I know the up. truth. I know how you really feel. I know in your head and your heart. You're rooting for the Eagles. There's a part of me that really likes the Eagles. I'm in, I'm You've always enjoyed a, them all year. I do, very much so. They're your dad's I mean, if you had Wentz there, I certainly oh would be God. on the, the What Wentz would the wagon. line have been if Wentz were playing? It was. It started off Patriots minus six. What would it have been if, if Wentz was playing? I think the— Same results in the other games. 15-13 over the Falcons, or 15-10, 38-7. I think the Eagles would be favored by three. Wow. Yeah. Something around that three and a half. And why are the Patriots the home team? Does it switch every year? No, they're not the home team. They got to choose their white jerseys. Oh, they got to cho- choose it? Yeah. Yeah, it does, though. It switches every other year. So Nonsense. they chose the white. I wonder why. Because the white, they're three and one. Is that their only they reason? Only lost, the only time they lost was the Packers, Terry, uh, Terry Glenn. They wore the white in that Super Bowl. But what about the other two wins? They weren't wearing blue jerseys then? 
Yeah, but they're three and zero. They've lost in their Blues. They lost to in their the blues. Giants. Okay. Yeah, I got you. New York Giants. <laughs> That's the thing I'm most excited <laughs> about. Is if the Eagles win, super excited to talk. I know. To I'm Giants trying fans. to think. So wait, the the Patriots are wearing blue against the Rams. They lost. No, they won. The Patriots beat the Rams in no, the Super they Bowl. Did. Oh, they did. What yeah, the no, no, but I'm about? only talking about the white record. Okay. Not talking about the I know. Blue. I'm just wondering what their record is in blue. It's not that crazy of a thought. Uh, I'm just wondering. We've brought up the offensive lines. Offensive line play, it really is what makes the NFL go, and it's hard to evaluate it, but that's what they've been doing on NFL.com. Sean O'Hara picking his offensive line of the week. We want to get into the fray as well. You study the film. Which team do you want to make as your offensive line of the year, the entire NFL, not just restricted to the two Super Bowl teams? Yeah, the, the entire NFL, the offensive line of the year for me is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they, they were the most impressive group throughout the year for me. Number five team in rushing in all of football, but it's not just about the running. I mean, first of all, this group of guys, I would argue Andres Pete is in the conversation for the best guard in football. The first-round pick, Ramchek at right tackle is phenomenal. Teron Armstead, oh, and we have Max Unger at center. It's a phenomenal group, and when they were healthy, it was the most dominant offensive line in football for me this year, not only opening up huge holes for Kamara and, and, and uh, Mark Ingram, but the pass protection for, for Drew Brees was phenomenal throughout the year. Uh, this is a team that made a transition from being Brees and we're going to throw the ball everywhere on the field to we're just going to line up and smash mouth football and there's nothing you can do it to stop us when we come downhill. They did it for the better part of the year when they were healthy. They were the best O-line in my mind. I am going to go with the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Oh, shocking. And it has nothing to do with fanhood. Because when you look at these guys, there has been shifting. But that right side of the line, I don't think people appreciate enough Brandon Brooks. Lane Johnson came onto the scene this year in a big way. Served his 10-game suspension last year. Came back and every primetime game shut down a major pass rusher. Two years ago, people were asking us, Jason Kelsey, is he done? He had a Pro Bowl caliber season this year and finally an offense that makes it work for him. Wisniewski was the guard that made sense, but the surprise was the left tackle. Jason Peters is a possible future Hall of Famer. If he comes back next year, I'm going to be blown away. But they were worried about Halipoli Vati Vaitai. And what Big V has done is establish himself, in my mind, as the left tackle of the future. The hardest position, I think, in sports to find other than the quarterback. It's an offensive line that is enormous, that can also shift. They were third in rushing, plenty of time, less than 40 sacks on no matter who the quarterback was. And when Carson Wentz went down, the pressure was on that offensive line to provide a clean pocket for Nick Foles, and it's been there the entire postseason. I'm making the Eagles my offensive line of the year. But I'd agree with you. Saints went through changes as well. Yeah. Major injuries mm-hmm. at both tackle positions. Right. Andrus Pete. Had to go that, guard. That tackle. was incredible. Guard, tackle, other tackle, yeah. guard. Right. And the value of trading for Max Unger. Yeah. You look back at that trade and everyone went, Jimmy Graham and Russell Wilson, what are they going to do? You don't trade your franchise center. Yeah. Though in a we have always talked about how in the NFL it's uh it's the hardest thing to find is young offensive line play. Right. Coaches complain to you all the time, yep. whether it's the system in college football, yeah. whether it's the fact that they're really just defensive linemen playing offensive right, line. Right. The talent isn't there. Yeah. That's the reason the Saints were good. It's the reason the Eagles were good. And they withstood injuries. We've lost sight of the facts of the matter that the game is still about size, physicality, intensity, and the ability. This this right here is not your space. It's not my space. It's whoever wins in the fight to get that space. And I think people have lost sight of that in the world of fantasy football and Mm seven-on-seven and Big 12 college football where they throw the ball. That's still the name of the game. The New England Patriots, for the most part, have won five Super Bowls because they've been the bigger team in the football field in the majority of those Super Bowls. And it's still the name of the game now. I mean, look at the teams that we were here down the stretch. All four were in the conversation for one of the four biggest teams in football. New England's smaller than any year I can remember, Mm. especially on the defensive side of the ball. But, yes, that's still the name of the game in my opinion, and we we lose sight of it because of the sexiness of teams like the Falcons and things like that at times. You said on uh, episode 150 that Von Miller was the best pass rusher last year, but he wasn't at this year. People can't handle ranking changes. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Raiders were the two offensive lines that were definitely right, there last year. Right. 
Where were they this year? Cowboys was uh, – the Raiders were down the list, certainly. What happened? Yeah, I mean – Well, they, the right tackle got hurt. Right tackle. Donald Penn missed a lot of training camp. Right. He got off to a slow start. Derek Carr, he wasn't as effective this year. He hurt his back, which I'm what sure didn't help What about Gabe him. Jackson, Hudson? They and, weren't bad. And uh, our main guy left guard. Yeah, Osamele. Yeah. Right. They weren't bad. They had solid years. But I really think more than anything, it was the offensive system. And they list out on Bill Musgrave. Mm. Bill Musgrave. Graves good at running the football, keeping a balanced offense. That's what helped Derek Carr in the pass offense the years before that. Cowboys O-line was good. They lost a lot of people. Lost when you people. lose your right tackle, Doug Free, your left guard, who went on to the Denver Broncos, right, Ronald Leary. Leary. They Tyron still, Smith had back issues. And Tyron Smith missed games for like right. the first time. I mean, even when he played, he was like a wooden Indian. He couldn't even be- but bend Zach over. Mark and Travis Frederick were good. Were good, but, but Martin they, wasn't as good as years past. Like, I would have said this is the first year I would have considered maybe saying other guards were better than him in his career. Like, I would have said maybe Andrus Pete, when he was healthy, was a better guard than Zach Martin physical, this year. Physical, offense, not having his right tackle there. I think that, Ezekiel Elliott not being there, it hampered them at times. I think they have to find a new, more creative ways to run the football. Yeah. The pass game, is, of course, struggled at times, too. And that, of course, leads to the offensive line. So all of that just hurt them. We need to pick our yeah. player that will be setting the bar You're screwed. in the Super Bowl. You are Which screwed. Which player is not only going to raise the bar, set the bar, they will be the bar. Thank you, Ford. By the way, I think Ford took that from us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is your player that will set the bar in Super Bowl 52? Oh, his name is Tom Brady. He will be setting the bar. He is the bar. He's the Ford truck. He's the best Ford truck they got available at the highest prices available. He is the man. He's from Boston. And Tom Brady, it's a Super Bowl. What else can I say? He's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Captain Obvious here. That's what I'm doing, okay? Yes. Uh, it's Tom Brady. It's Super Bowl. I've said this before. No, I don't think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, I think he's really awesome and certainly in the conversation your for greatest of all time. But I think he's Derek Jeter. That's what I look at. There's a clutch factor with what he does, okay? When it's on the line at the end of the game, just like Jeter, I used to go, well, he'll get the base hit we need. Just well, like his last hit of his career. Yeah, exactly right. Brady's the same way. Oh, he needs. he's got the ball left with three minutes and they need a touchdown? Guaranteed. He's going to go down and score a touchdown. Touchdown. That's why he is the bar. He just continues to break records. He's unbelievable from that standpoint. His mm. ability to be calm, cool, and collect in pressure, pressure situations. That's why he is the bar. Let's go. Both have five rings. Both went to Michigan. Yeah, Tom you're right. Brady. I didn't even Both are that. cool as hell off the field. They are. And are married to a wonderful woman. Oh, wonderful. And they've dominated life. <laughs> uh, my set in the bar, I wanted to go in the weeds. I was going to go Jay Ajayi because yeah. I think that the Eagles need to push. I wanted to make Brandon Brooks, but right. how do you quantify a guard? Yep. But I think the advantage for the Eagles in this game is when they spread them out, mm-hmm. everyone needs to be accounted for. Yep. And I think this is going to be the guy that has the big game. Sure. His name is Zachary. Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz can be the mismatch in this game. Yeah. If he has the linebackers on him, whether it's an Alandon Roberts or a Kyle Van Noy, God help the Patriots if it's James Harrison. This is a huge advantage for the Eagles. I believe that Devin McCourty is going to be used on a Nelson Aguilar or another wide receiver on the opposite side. I think Zach Ertz is the number one mismatch for the Eagles in this game because of his size and speed advantages over the position. I think if the Eagles are going to win this game, I can see him having 100 yards. As an Eagles fan before the year, we joked with each other. Is this going to be the Zach Ertz breakout year? Because we've been hearing it for four years. It was. And I think it gets capped off in Minnesota, Super Bowl 52. Zach Ertz, the guy that will set the bar in the Super Bowl. Please. McCourty, Chung, Rowe. Those would be the three guys I think will rotate on an Ertz, depending I, on the defense. That's a good matchup. For it, of course it is. It's uh, the matchup plays into your favor. Chong and and Rowe? Certainly, man. That's the cool thing is the Patriots' former Eagles yeah. is Eric Rowe. Right. The Eagles' former Patriots are Chris Long and Legarrette Blunt. Certainly. How much of an advantage is having those guys in the locker room? Uh, I, you know, listen, people have asked have me that theory. all week. Yeah, they've asked me all week. I think the the big thing is is the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be able to keep like Legarrette Blunt and Chris Long are going to be able to explain to the Eagles 
Eagles locker room what the Patriots are all, are all about. And that's going to get the attention of the rest of the locker room. What do they say? It's, What's the speech they're like? They're going to be like, listen, they're, they're unlike any other guys. Like, you, we got to be prepared. We can't be messing around just because it's 10 days before the game and it's a Wednesday. Like, New England, I can promise you, is in there, like, grinding today. So let's not waste a day. I think those are the things you have to say to your football team. Will they be able to give little clues to what New England does schematically here and there? Maybe a little, but it's not going to be much. Here's my theory. Yeah. Not only do they stress how hard you have to work, which I think that would be a message that would be passed to them, but it hits home more because it's coming from people that yeah, were there. Right. I also think that they can say, we're better than them. Mm-hmm. We're bigger than them. We're faster than them. Sure. I've seen it. They just outwork people. Sure. So I think while you're also focusing them on a work ethic standpoint, I also think the Eagles need to be realized that they're playing human beings. Right. This guy is human. He is human. Even though he operates like a robot. We went through his stats last week. He's very human. Right. And I think it's important to, while also stress the importance of work, to also go, we can beat them. It's so funny because look at this headline right here as you're talking Doug Peterson, it's it's about us, not the Patriots mystique from Pro Football Talk. There you go. I think that the, the reason the Eagles were such underdogs in this game right away is, when do you ever bet against the Patriots in the Super Bowl? No, I got to see it to believe it. And so I get it. But the people that are competing, they don't think like no, that. No, they don't. They, they understand what they're going up against, but they're not going to be intimidated. Fletcher Cox doesn't care that Brady won. What's your final that. score prediction? Um, 30 to 24 Patriots. Okay. I am going to go 24. I'm going to go with the score that you don't think. I'm going to go 24 to 23. Goskowski missed field goal <laughs> wide right. 24 to 23. It's going to, I'm, I'm really excited for the matchup. I really am. I'm always excited. You when, know, my dad and my mom are going to be in the stadium too. You know, I, I, like I've told We're getting you, wild. Left go, left go, wild. This is like. I'm going to get my mom drunk. This is a talent disparity. I told you last week that the Jaguars. We're so much more talented. I've never seen a matchup in the championship game where one team was that much more talented than the other. But New England has the great equalizer. We are going to be on Radio Row all week. We already have like 40 interviews booked. We just got Alvin Kamara and uh, who else did we get today? I don't know. We got lots of people. Russell Wilson. It's wild. Gurley. They're all coming by. Aaron Donald. They're going to be pitching the advertisements, but we're also going to ask random questions. We're doing a bunch of in their primes. We're going to do some name that white boy Supremes. I'm going to ask Aaron Donald. I don't know if he can bench press you. I would like to live? see that. Yeah, live. I've been going to live. the gym. Well, we might have to ask him to do me then. He might be a little heavy. <laughs> Guys, love you as always on social at Sims and Lefko. We'll be putting out content all week on the podcast and on the YouTube page. So check that out for Sims. Peace out, homie. Fendrick would say good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Says good night. We'll be with you all week. Get ready for the Super Bowl. Tommy says you're in trouble, Lefko. I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs>